Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's been about four minutes for us, and it's been about three days for you. So we're back at it. And uh, if you remember the last episode, all that bourbon talk, well, I went and poured myself a bourbon. So what are we, what are we drinking? Uh, Henry McKenna. Oh, shit. Yeah, my favorite, my number one. So ah, it's just a beautiful taste. I love it. Love it so much. Um, I actually don't have a ton of bourbon anymore. Like I, I haven't been, um, haven't really been as much of a drinker. Um, I think part of that came from, um, last year when the house was under construction, it was like, where the fuck am I going to drink and why am I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to like sit in the, the one room, like our bedroom that we had and just sit there and drink. So for like six months, I just like, didn't drink. Um, and then like it, I went so long without really ever drinking that I just kind of like never jumped back into it. And now obviously like when we travel and we go away, obviously I'm going to drink. And like, if we go out, like even if Amy, Amy and I go out to dinner, like I'm going to get drinks. So like, I wasn't sober for six months, but I, I, would say that I drank probably about 10 to 20% as much as I was before. Um, not that even I was a heavy drinker before, like I, even when we were in Mansfield, like I'd never really drank during the week, you know, like I would maybe, yeah, like I would maybe have a couple bourbons, like, you know, on like a Wednesday or a Thursday, but like, you know, I wasn't like going fucking wild. Um, but yeah, so that's what like you, cause you brought me that, that bottle of McKenna. Yeah. Uh, November probably in November. And it's, it's still kicking just cause like I said, like I just kind of never really got back into it. I haven't, I haven't been drinking at the house much. Um, it's been, I mean, we have enough going on. That like I don't know when I'm home I just don't want to. Yeah, but like even last night. So the reason I picked because you I had texted you and I know you didn't make it, but the reason I had picked the, the horse thieves in Dedham was Michaela and I went to dinner there last week on Saturday, which was Game Seven of the Bruins game. Right. And there were some people sitting outside, but the place was fucking dead. And that's only the second time we had been there. We went there around Thanksgiving. The place was like fucking packed. Like yeah. we were like, oh, a table for two. They're like reservation. We're like, nope. They go, ah, oof, I don't know. And we're like, <laughs> cool seats at the bar. And they were like, yeah, yeah, there's two over there. So we yeah. ate at the bar. Fine. Don't care. But on Saturday of the Bruins game, there was nobody at the bar and i'm just like looking at this empty bar and i'm like man i could sit there and just like watch and that would be cool yeah yeah so i kind of had that in my head so we went back this past saturday to watch the celtics game and yeah so i mean i had a few beers but we were already out during the day to graduation party whatever so i was gonna say because i like i've been i haven't been drinking much outside of our bachelor parties and weddings yeah same i just have no desire to i don't know same and now especially like for me easier like it's 
I would much rather like just eat a gummy, you know, like eat an edible, you eat that at like seven o'clock and you go to fucking la la land and then you fall right to sleep too, you know? So <clears throat> again, even still not like I fucking get high every day either. That's like, maybe actually I can tell you on my whoop, I think it's uh nine days in the last three months. Uh, well, now you sound addicted to weed. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I remembered? Uh, I don't even. Where the fuck were we? Oh, I remember the last weekend. Remember the guy in Nashville that had the gummies? Yeah. Yeah. The, the Uber driver. Yeah. Yeah. And he had hundreds. So not only. No, it wasn't even that. So he had. Yeah. It was nine. Obviously, so according to my whoop, I've taken, I've taken marijuana nine times in the last three months. You're, you're doing weed now. Yeah. Um, so the Uber driver picks us up in a Cadillac sedan. We're like, all right, we're all thinking it, but whatever. Like, why the fuck is you Uber have a fucking Cadillac sedan? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And like a brand new fucking, like, I don't know what it, the LTX or whatever the fuck they're I called. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Cadillac yeah. I don't know. So he's talking to us a little bit and I think he mentions weed or something, obviously from that, you know, in Nashville, it's very illegal, but here it's very legal, whatever. Right. right. So the guy hits a button on his radio and it flips up and he's got these bags of edibles. And he goes, Oh, if you want any, I got them here. He goes, each bag is a thousand. Oh yeah. Um, What's it measured in milligrams? Yes. Okay. It's a thousand milligrams a bag. So it's essentially a gram. <laughs> and it's five gummies. Yeah. 200 a piece. Yeah. And I'm not a weed guy. I'm not an edible guy. I don't know this shit. All I can do is listen to what people tell me. Yeah. And I remember some of our clients taking 10 milligrams and yep. fucking freaking out. Yeah. And like, it's like a stand, like, I don't know. I know there's no such thing as a standard dose, but like is a standard gummy, like five. Yeah. Five. Okay. These were 200. Yep. He's like, yeah, most people will split them in half. That is still 20 times the amount that I hear generally people kind of, you know, eat. That's 20 times the amount that you can get if you walk into a dispensary. Half. Like if you walk into a dispensary, all the gummies you get there are five per half a gummy. Yeah. Like you have to have a medical card, I think, in order to get it. Yeah, you said he was high. getting them from California, medicinal grade. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred bucks for the bag. And it's just like, of course. Of course we get in that Uber. Yeah. <laughs> Between that and the fucking guy, it's like, oh, it's my first Uber drive. It's like going to the airport. I'm like, fuck. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> Luckily, he knew the airport, though. Yeah. And also, what isn't that hard? It's so small. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, I thought about that, too. I was like, fuck. And then I said something like, oh, I, I don't know which terminal. And he goes, I don't know either. I don't know how to get to that terminal or whatever. Like, he no, said no, no, no. something. It, it, he, so we, we said because I didn't think there were different terminals. They so have a north and a south. Turns we out. had said something like, hey, are there two terminals, whatever? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, man, we're on southwest. He goes, I don't know which one that is. It's like, okay, just like keep an eye out. Yeah, yeah. Now, luckily, the north and the south 
are only divided by current construction. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like we would have been in the wrong place. Yeah. Just walk down the sidewalk a little bit further. But like he seemed to kind of have an idea of like what was going on a little bit. Yeah. Because like if I if 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 you were like if I was your Uber driver and I had to bring you to Logan and it was my first Uber drive. Oh God. It would not be pretty. Nope. I have never driven to the airport. <laughs> really? Dude, how did I, you okay. Okay. Oh no, you Ubered I, I can in tell before, you exactly right? how I've gotten to Cause the I, no, well because I only flown since fucking 2017. Yeah, well, I'm retarded. And I was like, dude, you came home with me from Nashville, but that's because you didn't take a car. Christine dropped us off in 2017. Someone picked us up from New Orleans. 2018 was Nashville. I think you drove in and out. Mm -hmm. 2019, we drove to Baltimore, flew home. Michaela picked us up. 2020, you drove in and out from Savannah. Um. Austin, I Ubered in and I probably drove home with you. Maybe. Yeah, I think I dropped you off on the way. Oh, wait, no, Michaela, Michaela brought us in for Austin, right? Yeah, I, mean, I left my car at your at house. My place. Okay, yeah, so Michaela yeah, yeah. brought us in and out for Austin. Yep. And then she brought me in from work, from her, her work for Nashville again. And then you drove me home. So I never have to drive there. <laughs> the one thing i will say like if you if you ever find yourself having to go and leave your car you basically have to exit the airport to get to central parking i do <clears> remember they basically drive all the way around you have to go all the way around like when you first get in it's like terminal a b c d e f for whatever the fuck and then you go all the way around and then like Cause the very, the first time I had to park there, I got a little freaked out. Cause like when you first pull in, it says you see the sign and it says like terminal a, take a right terminal BC stay over there. And then under that, it says central parking. You're like, that's where I want to go. So then you follow that sign and then you get to terminal B and terminal C and you don't see a sign for central parking. And you're like, am I still going the right way? Cause I don't see any central parking signs anymore. And then you go, and then it just says airport exit. And you're like, where the fuck is the central parking? And then you, if you take the ramp for the airport exit, then you see the sign for central parking. And then you like have to pull off, stay to the left. And then it's like immediate, it's an immediate left after like these two roads merge. And then that's the garage. And if you miss that, you will literally exit the airport. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's not the most uh convenient thing to get to but it is there so you if you're driving through logan and you think you missed central parking you didn't <laughs> you're going in the right direction yeah the only way you miss central parking is if you're back in the tunnel yes exactly <laughs> and you gotta loop around again <laughs> i guess i'll try it again <laughs> so i forget how we even got onto that Oh, oh um, the Uber. I, yeah, I don't know the weed and the Uber. Oh yeah, weed. Oh, Uber weed drivers. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> first drive, and then if it was me, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, dude, easy. Yeah, easy. Um, well, 
we get some some news. I don't. I can't really call it breaking news, but it did come out today, uh, which is going to be like four days old by the time you guys hear this. But um, the NFL owners are taking steps to remove Dan Snyder, finally from the Washington Red. Uh, ooh, oh, I almost misspoke. Oh. I almost said, okay. I almost said a bad word. Um, the, the Washington Commanders. Um, which is the dumbest fucking name ever, but the, so the owners, one owner was quoted saying we're counting the votes, which means that vote in order to force another owner in the NFL to sell their franchise, you need to get 24 votes. So I would imagine that's a two thirds majority, right? What's 24 divided by 32. Yeah. It's 75. So that's three fourths. So you need you need 75% of the league of the other owners to vote in favor of you like having to sell your team and then you have to sell the team. So they're moving forward. They're 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 getting their ducks in order to take a vote um, that would force Dan Snyder to sell uh, the commanders. Uh, my opinion problem issue whatever it is what however you may uh is that what was the straw that broke the camel's back right because we've known for a while now dan snyder is a huge piece of shit right um do you think it was because of all of that stuff where he forced his cheerleaders to take nude photos for his own personal use oh probably not right uh do you think it was for um, the toxic workplace environment investigation that the NFL did? Nope. No, no. Um, anything to do with the uh, 150 different people that were interviewed for details of sexual harassment, bullying, and intimidation? Nope. Nope. Uh, you know what it was, actually? Well, this is, again, goes to show you how full of absolute shit NFL owners are and how every single one of them is a piece of shit. So don't come at me like, oh, Robert Kraft is a good guy, which people won't, don't say that anymore uh, because he got caught at Asian Orchid. But like, don't come at me and be like, oh, Paul Allen was like a great guy or like fucking, I don't even know, Ziggy Wilf is like really good or no one thinks Jerry Jones is, is a good guy. But, you know, Art, Arthur Blank, like don't don't pull any of this shit like, oh, yeah, no, they're they're good. Jim Irsay is a known piece of shit, too. Um, all of these guys, pieces of shit, right? Multi-billionaires, they're all pieces of shit. They knowing that you need a 75 percent vote to get Dan Snyder to force forcibly sell his team. It wasn't him making his cheerleaders pose nude for photos. What didn't, wasn't enough. All of the sexual allegation, the toxic workplace, all that, not enough. The straw that broke the camel's back and why they're now going to vote to get him out is because he withheld money from the NFL. So, The Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, and the Virginia Attorney General are investigating the potential or the alleged um, fraudulent bookkeeping of the 
I would assume then Washington Redskins and the one or two years they were the Washington football team. So what is being alleged and what is being looked into by the Virginia AG and the FTC are that Dan Snyder and the organization ran two separate accounting systems with the potential goal of keeping some of the team's earnings out of the NFL's revenue sharing system. So that's like the whole, like the NFL uses a revenue sharing system. So like you pay into it and, you know, teams like the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Packers, the 49ers, like all like the, the big, big teams pay into it. And then teams like the Jaguars or the Chargers or, you know, like those teams receive a little bit of money to like boost them up. It's why there's a salary cap also like that money that goes in for the salary cap is money that's been collected from the teams and all that. We don't need to get into the weeds on any of that, but there's a, there's a revenue sharing system within teams of the NFL. So Dan Snyder had two separate accounting systems, so he didn't have to pay as much into the NFL's revenue sharing system. So now that's the reason why the other 32 owners want to force him to sell the team. Because he was withholding, stealing, whatever word you want to use doesn't really matter. He was withholding money from the other 31 owners in the league. And now they're pissed and they want him to sell the team. They didn't try and sell, make him force the team for any of the myriad of other fucking things that have happened. Because the, the cheerleader thing, uh, making the cheerleaders pose nude for photos, uh, the NFL fined the team $10 million. A franchise that's worth probably somewhere between three and four billion with a B, Let's call it three and a half. Let's say the commanders are worth three and a half billion dollars. They had to pay a $10 million with an M fine for the owner of the team forcing his cheerleaders to pose nude. And the only thing that came from that, by the way, besides that $10 million fine was that John Gruden got fired. (laughs) John Gruden got fired as as a result of the investigation into the fucking uh, Washington football team. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I mean, why would this is the thing with the owners until he affects them? What are they going to do? Act with a moral compass? Right. But that's what I mean. So like anyone out there that would say whoever their owner is, right? Oh, he's a good guy. Probably not. Nope, not a good guy. They're all pieces of shit. Every single one of them pieces of shit. Oh, what do you mean? Steve Bashotti, he's a great guy. Nope, piece of shit. He didn't come out and try and 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 say Dan Snyder should should sell the team. There have been at least four instances in the last, let's call it four years, where Dan Snyder has been in the news for some stupid bullshit, right? And every single time, all 31 owners in the league kept their fucking mouth shut. Not one of them said a goddamn thing. And now, because he took money away from them, now they want him out. Exactly. What a bunch of fucking cunts. Yeah. 
again, why like they they're like they're owners of NFL teams and probably more shit. It's like obviously they're just like self-absorbed with what they're doing. Yeah. No, I I agree. I agree. But I'm just like, I'm just saying like like they're looking from from afar and it's like, wow, all that shit he did was really fucked up. All right. Well, uh the NFL will have to get rid of him. And then it's like, he stole from me. Now I'm pissed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll just find him. Oh, he did something bad. Oh, we'll find him $10 million. It's literally nothing. Never mind. It was the team, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't him personally. It was the team. Yeah. I don't think they ever lost draft picks. I don't think, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think nothing. So, uh, and then, so as of right now, it's, it's come out, he's given up day-to-day control of the organization to his wife. Big fucking whoop, dude. Yeah, I was going to say again, what, is, what in actuality does that do besides yeah. nothing? Because I know yeah. it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally nothing. So. I think this is an opportunity, however, um, to fire up the engines for a victory lap because we have talked about um, Jeff Bezos wanting to become an NFL owner, and he already owns the Washington Post, right? He's got ties in the D.C. area. Uh, I think if Snyder has to sell, I think Bezos is probably the favorite to, to take over, which I don't hate. Right. Is I Jeff, think Jeff Bezos good. Um, or is we don't, we don't know. He's in the middle. He's actually smart he, and keeps himself out as, of the he's news. Not as good as Bill Gates. Uh, he's actually probably closer to Elon Musk. Um, Ooh, that's not good. Cause Elon Musk bad. Right, but he keeps himself out of the news. So, and he also owns a newspaper. So, literally, any he can just spin the news about himself. He's like fucking uh, Jonathan Price in um, Tomorrow Never Dies, or what's which one? It doesn't matter. It was one of the middle ones, and they were both awful. Tomorrow, I think it's Tomorrow Never Dies. So I think the newspaper was called Tomorrow. Yeah, I I, I have no idea. Yeah. But Jonathan Price's character is the villain in Tomorrow Never Dies. So that that's that's Jeff Bezos, like almost exactly like he can control the fucking news because he owns it. Not that people care about newspapers anymore, but like it's still a media outlet. Yep. So So Jeff Bezos neutral. Yeah, Jeff Bezos neutral because he keeps his mouth shut. Bill Gates good. Bezos neutral. Musk bad. Yeah. <laughs> the Saudis right. that have that that are rich because of our money, bad. Oh God, I've heard he like Well, it's blood see, money. We're gonna see it's your money. The Saudi golf shit. That's coming up, man. Like that event in London is it's like, June, right? Isn't it the first week in June? I think it's the first weekend in June is yeah. Um is London. Yeah. I think, um, did, am I making this up? Did KH Lee apply? He might've, I thought I saw that the other day. 
Well, well, they all got denied anyway. Yeah, but, so all the but, PGA Tour and DP World Tour people got denied releases. Right. But, like, I guess there was even, like, so some dude in Korea or whatever, the Asian Tour, kids like fucking nails. And the European Tour was like, oh, well, if uh, if you go play the live events, we may have to look into your eligibility for your exemption onto the European tour and dudes on the European tour, like, fuck that. Go play for some actual money. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not even giving you a real exemption. They're like, Oh, we may have to review your eligibility. Like, yeah. It's like fucking make them make a decision. Yeah. But so I look at this as there's a reason for this, right? Like there's a reason why, the PGA's response has been so pointed, right? Against the, the LIV tour. It's because they might be onto something. Well, right? it's competition. Like if you're well, a- Well, it's not only just competition, but like, because technically like, isn't the Euro tour like competition to the PGA? No, because they're partners. They're partners? Yeah. There is no competition. Yeah. That's the thing. So there you go. I mean, that if that is the case, then you could almost, I mean, again, hey, I'm not a lawyer. So maybe this is a, a question from Mike. Um, shout out to Mike, friend of the show. But I would imagine like, could there potentially be like an antitrust yes. thing involved here? Yeah, there's an antitrust, anti-competitive or anti Especially if at one point in time, the Euro tour was separate, right? And they were acquired via partnership. You know what I mean? Like if they were all separate entities. Yeah. Yeah. So if they were all separate entities and the PGA tour like acquires them, like that's a monopoly. Like you can't do that. That's against the law in the United States. Like you, we have antitrust laws for that specific reason. Um, yeah, no, so. the PGA Tour own anything that matters, the PGA Tour owns, and they've yeah. bought into Europe. Yeah. But they do not own the Asian Tour. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, like I said, what I was going to get at was, like, there's a reason why they, they respond the way they did, right? Like, maybe the, maybe the Live Tour is on to something. Like, maybe, like, you know, actually paying their guys a fuck ton of money is good. Because people shit on the PGA all the time, right? It's always been like hush-hush that they've paid the top guys extra money just to keep them happy. And then what happens like last year or two years ago, they announced the PIP program, like the payer impact program. And they're like, oh yeah, the guys that have the most impact on the game, we're going to give them more money. Whereas like you follow anyone that's been following the PGA and like back channels forever. And they're like, yeah, the PGA has always done this. They just finally made it public because they're trying to like cover their ass. Yep. So, I mean, I don't feel one way or the other towards it really, I guess. I mean, I, I like golf, like I'm going to continue watching. Uh, I'm not like down with the PGA, right. Obviously. Cause like, I want to keep watching the masters and the U S open and all of these events, but I, think you're allowed to be like, Hey man, you got, what you guys are doing is kind of fucked up. Right. Like, right. Like you, 
you're allowed to you're allowed to have that sort of fucking thing yeah there's a lot of problems with everything that's going on with that yeah and the only thing that i wish the live tour did i wish their events competed or were in they didn't compete directly because the pga tour does have a leg to stand on saying as a PGA tour member, if you want to go to a competing event, when we, when we're hosting an event, I think they have a leg to stand on there where they can say, no, we don't grant you a release because you're choosing not to come play at the Greenbrier. You're choosing to go play a competitor. We like, you're a member of our tour. We want you playing our events, but you know, if they picked second week of September when there is no event, that would be something that would be interesting yeah yeah or in like the goofy season yeah so i don't know i don't know what to think because guys got exemption guys got exemptions like a month or two ago to go play in saudi arabia yeah don't even the hypocrisy is off the charts yeah it's wild and that's the thing is i don't think the pga tour i don't think it i think it's the media that is anti-saudi arabia the PGA Tour is probably smarter than that. Yeah. Because they're anti-competition. They don't want guys leaving to play for more money with a competitive league. Correct. So they're trying to protect what they have. Right. The media is the one that's doing all the Saudi Arabia bullshit. But the Saudi Arabia has been involved with the European Tour for fucking 30 years. In the DP World Tour, that's the fucking title sponsor of the European Tour. Dude, it's all of those desert states. Yeah. They're all the fucking same. The DP World Tour logo is the fucking colors of like the all of like the, the Arab countries' flags. Yeah, it's, it's like it's red, it's red, green, and black. That's literally every fucking flag. You drop a pin in the fucking Middle East. And every flag, every country's flag in there is going to be some combination of black, red, and green. Yeah. I don't know. It, the hypocr- Again, the hypocrisy is nuts. Yeah. Oh, you can't go play there, though. Yeah, it's bad. Um, all right. What else we got here? Um, oh, did you know hiking is racist? Hiking's racist now? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, So this article actually comes from the Sierra Club, which I am unfortunate to say I was a former member of the Sierra Club while I was, um, you know, the director of outdoor or whatever the fuck I was of outdoor education. Let's go with direct. It wasn't my title, but it sounds good. Um, It doesn't matter because I don't work there anymore. But the title of this article is the unbearable whiteness of hiking and how to solve it. Uh, so it goes on to say, you know, in any given year, less than half of African-American adolescents aged 13 to 17 will, will participate in even one outdoor recreation activity. Um, because of the because the outdoors remain largely a white domain it's up to white america to invite communities of color in to enlist us as allies 
Like, what? What does that even mean? Like, isn't that racist? Like, isn't that a racist statement that like, just to, to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? To hint at that, like white people own the outdoors. So they need to invite minorities in, like, we don't need to invite anybody. Like you can just go if you want to go. Right. Like, that's the whole thing about the outdoors, right? Like it, that's, that's literally the, what makes it attractive <laughs> is that you can just go like you, there's, you don't need to sign up for anything. You don't need to like have any prerequisites. Like you can just show up to the woods and like start walking and like, you're good. Like there's you don't no bouncer in the outdoors. Yeah. There's no bouncer. You know what I mean? Like there's no, I, I don't know. Like, I don't understand any of this because the outdoors remains largely a white domain. It's up to white America to invite communities of color in. No, it's not. If you want to go walk in the woods, go walk in the woods. You don't need me to invite you because that's racist. (laughs) Right? Like, isn't that, am I wrong? Like, isn't that racist to be like, well, the only way black people are going to be able to walk in the woods is if I invite them. So I'm going to invite them that's a, that's kind of a racist thing to think like, no, it's more of like, Hey, if anybody wants to walk in the woods, they can just fucking show up to the woods and start walking. You would think that that's how it's supposed to go. Yeah. And it's like, what? It can't be that easy though. What is going on? Oh, so here's, I'm not going to read the actual paragraphs, but um, it's going to say, it goes on to say, here are a few proven strategies um, for outing leaders. And then like in parentheses, it says well-meaning white folks who want to be part of the solution. So I'm just going to read the the titles of each paragraph. So like each thing I say has a whole paragraph after it, but it's a, the first one is uh, let's talk about race. So we want to invite black people to the outdoors and then talk to them about race. Okay. All right. That seems a little counterproductive. Uh, Hey, why don't you come join me on this hike? Oh, now that we're here. Ah, what do you think about racism in the country? Oh God. Not like, Hey, you want to come join me on this hike? All right, cool. All right. Wow. That was pretty tough. Huh? Hey, watch out for that rock. Hey, isn't this beautiful? Like, it just smells different here, right? Like, don't like definitely don't talk about the hike itself. Like, invite them and then start talking about race. Yeah, cool. All right, awesome. Uh, next, next uh, paragraph title: Lower barriers, not standards. I don't even really understand that one. Like, so it says outdoor sports can present daunting barriers to entry in terms of equipment and skills. Okay, but like, it doesn't you don't need equipment to walk through the woods or go on a hike. You need sneakers, shorts, and a t-shirt. Like most people have that. So I don't know, like lower barriers. What barriers, what, what barriers are there to being outside? Again, I thought that was the whole point of being outside is that anyone can do it. You just go be outside. So whatever. It's not that easy, man. Uh, The next, the next one, this one's my favorite one. Use plain but precise language. Plain but precise. What the fuck does that even mean? What? 
that's another one that's like, hey, ding, 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 ding. That sounds really fucking racist. Like you want, you're telling me to use plain but precise language. Why? Are you insinuating that minorities won't understand what I'm saying? Like, why can't I just say what I'm saying and then just be like, if they have a question, they'll just be like, hey, what do you mean by that? Or like, what does that mean? Hey, you said fucking Heikenschmeckel. What's a Heikenschmeckel? Oh, that's the thing that you tie to your dick so it doesn't fall off or something. Like, I don't know. Like, like use plain but precise language. Like, that sounds... That sounds to me like it's ra- like racist, but no, no, dude, it's it's different. It's yeah. It's... Uh, so the next one says, "Imagery matters, so lead by reflection." That what one's fine. Like that, what the fuck does that even mean? Lead by reflection. Like if that if they're if they mean, like just talk about the shit that you did. All right, fine, whatever. Like that's fine. I know that's whatever. I just, I find like, that that phrase is words that don't mean anything to me. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't. Uh, the next one, uh, talking about words that don't mean anything, codify the commitment. The fuck does that mean? I don't know. Don't actually know. Uh, the next I'll, one, whatever. I don't care. Step up, step back. I'm, yeah, I would never read this fucking article. This is awful. Okay. Step up, step back. All right. And then the last one says, everyone outside. Yeah, isn't that the point? The point was it, to go outside. Exactly. Like, doesn't that contradict uh, which one? Lower barriers, not standards? <laughs> <laughs> like everyone outside well, well four paragraphs prior you told me that there's barriers for people to getting outside yeah yeah just go outside yeah but yeah but four paragraphs ago you said there was a problem <laughs> but now all of a sudden it's oh no just go outside you well, can yeah, almost, it's almost as if this article wasn't well written or well thought out yeah it's almost as if anything that fucking is woke isn't well thought out. So hiking is racist and being outdoors is racist. It's too bad because where we take Leo for a walk, like pretty frequently, there's plenty of minorities there. It's like too bad that, I, I don't know. It's too bad there aren't some white people leading them. I like, I don't know. Like, Yeah. Yeah. How on how on earth do they know what uh what needs to be done? Seems like they're really, really enjoying themselves. And it's I I think that's what we you know what? That's probably what we need. We probably need more white people. Yeah. Because that's yeah. They, they yeah, white people don't ruin everything. So well, you know what else is racist too? Yoga. Yoga's racist. So I heard um, I heard the other day on a podcast they were talking about this too. 
And I found the article. I can't find it right now, but the gist of the article was it was being the, the article was written by <clears throat> a white woman who is a yoga instructor. And she told a story about how one day a black man went to her yoga class and they were like talking. It was either, I think it was after the class was over. They were just talking about like, you know, do you have any questions? Do you have anything like this, whatever? And uh, the black guy raised his hand and goes, yeah, um, how am I supposed to feel welcome in this class? And the woman's like, so, so it's, this is from the perspective of the white woman yoga teacher. So she talks about how, like, at first she was like thrown off. Like, what do you mean? Like, we just went through this awesome yoga class. Like you participated, we all did great. So this, this black guy goes, everyone in this class is a white woman. And they've all been told through culture to fear people like me. So I don't feel welcome here and all of this shit and like went on. And then, so again, this is from the standpoint of the white woman yoga instructor. And she goes on to say like, there's so many problems with this that I was unaware of. We need to fix this. We need to do that. We need to invite these people. We need to teach this. We need to change culture. We need to do all that. Where I, I read that and my initial reaction was, first of all, where the fuck does this guy get off? Like at the end of a yoga class being like, yeah, I, I don't feel welcome here. Why buddy? Did someone single you out? Did someone tell you you couldn't be there? But like no one in that room made it about race until you did. Like the woman herself, as she's writing the article said that she was unaware of anything until you brought it up. And now this is all like the race baiter fucking woke people are like, well, yeah, it's because you're white and you don't think about race ever. It's like, no, because I'm a real fucking human. And like, I don't spend every second of every day thinking about like how race impacts everything. If that makes me a bigot, then so be it. I guess I'm a fucking bigot. But like for this guy to stand in the back of the class and be like, I don't feel welcome here because all of these women we're taught to fear people like me, but you have no fucking clue who's in this class. What if Every one, if what if, one, if not multiple of these white women in this class are married to black men? They, you think they're afraid of like, what, like this, the whole fucking thing was so fucked up. And like the way this woman like took the article and started reading, like, it was like, what the fuck is wrong with people? What is wrong? One, that guy can go fuck himself to the instructor who like had this like epiphany and now has all this, the solutions to fucking racism. You can also go fuck yourself. Like everyone is so fucking stupid. People ask me all the time, like why, like I a fucking prick. And it's because of this, because of people like this, people are fucking assholes and I hate everybody. And like some people laugh at that, right? They're like, ha, 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 that's funny. He said he hates everybody. No, I'm not joking. Like I really do fucking hate everybody. And it's because of people like this that make me hate everybody. It's awesome. Like, yeah, yoga is racist because it's predominantly white women. What about a yoga studio? If there is one, there's gotta be one. But what about a yoga studio in the fucking Bronx? 
What do you think the clientele looks like in there? Do you think it's all white women? Yeah, it has to be. Based yeah. On this what about a yoga studio in fucking Brockton? You, like, I just, it's, I hate everybody. So hiking is racist. Yoga is racist. Sick. Everything is racist. So you can't win. Yep. It's like, uh, it's like the, the Joker quote from the dark Knight. Where it's like you either you either die a hero or live long enough to be a villain. It's like you either fucking call someone an N-word or you live long enough to be called a racist anyway. <laughs> it's like there's no there, there's no there's no fucking beating it because you're eventually gonna do something that someone is gonna claim is racist. So yep. You just can't win. And if you don't do something then you're still racist. Yeah. Oh, your silence is racism. Silence is violence. Yeah. No, my fist in your face is violence. Me keeping my mouth shut is me keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> nope. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't. Oh, you didn't post a black square on your Instagram. <laughs> nope. Still my favorite part. About <laughs> my favorite part about that was Jamie. <laughs> so for anyone that's listening to the show long enough jamie old roommate of ours producer jamie he used to sit on the couch while we would record some nights when we were in mansfield and yell across the room sometimes but he works a real job right he leaves the house at 5 a.m in the morning and doesn't get home until 5 or 6 p.m at night actually works his fucking ass off all day like is has a legitimate like manual labor job like is a fucking a, a, as a legit a fucking laborer that you can get right so <laughs> that one day where everyone started posting black squares on instagram <laughs> jamie gets home from work and it's probably like 6 30 and he comes in the house and he goes hey is your guys' Instagram broken today? <laughs> and we're like, what? No. He goes, what the fuck are all these black squares doing on Instagram? I thought, I thought my Instagram was broken. <laughs> he just had no fucking idea what was going on. But we were asshole. It was also like, was that mid-pandemic too? Because yeah, we weren't well. working. But he was still working. Because yeah. they didn't give a fuck. Like, he still had to go to work. So... so- yeah, he, th- that was good. That so, was great. Uh, across the street from Sharon Country Club, which I don't know what the demographics are on Sharon, Massachusetts. I'm sure. I'm sure it's awesome. Yeah, there was a house that had this like wooden thing to hold a sign. I don't know, and it said "Black Lives Matter," and it was up there for a long time. I did notice the other day it it was it's been changed to a Ukraine flag. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's awesome. I saw a a Ukraine flag bumper sticker on a car the other day. Like, like, what are you doing? Gives a fuck. We send, but we send $40 million over the Ukraine, but we got fucking people living in tents on Mass Ave. And we got no baby formula for babies. And gas is $6 a gallon. You know what I mean? But we're spending, we're, but we'll send 40 million for, is it 40 million or 40 billion, 40 billion, $40 billion over to a country halfway across the fucking country. 
which come to find out, I saw the other day that $40 million for, I keep saying million, $40 billion aid package. If you're not watching on YouTube, I just use air quotes uh, for that aid package because it's not really. Uh, apparently, I think a third of it was money that goes towards defense contractors. So $40 billion, um, I don't know, call it like roughly like $15 billion of that just went to Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and who the fuck else knows, whatever the, whatever the ones that there are. All of the Halliburton, like all of the defense contractors all just got $15 billion out of that 40 billion package because they need to produce materials to send to Ukraine. I just use air quotes again, if mm. you're audio only. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder thank why. Thank God they're helping out the Ukraine. Yeah. I wonder why that bill passed with bipartisan support. We cannot do a goddamn fucking thing in this country politically because of the bipartisan with with the the divide with the partisan politics with, between Democrats and Republicans. But they can all agree to send defense contractors fifteen billion dollars. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, we got to help Ukraine though. Yeah. Yeah, nothing to see here. Move along. Move right along. Don't yeah. read the details. Yeah. Oh, no, you're supposed to be mad about abortion right now, remember? Because yeah. <laughs> literally nowhere made abortion illegal. It is still legal. Yeah, I was saying the Supreme Court thing also didn't go through. Nope. Never went through. Because, and we talked about this on that episode where we talked about it, that thing that that op-ed that was released to the press was written in february nothing happened from the time it was written to the time it was leaked to the press in may so why then did you automatically assume that just because it got leaked to the press in may then now it's going to change it was written four months ago three months ago outrage yeah. No. No. Oh, quick. Everyone's really mad about abortion. Pass this spit this bill. We'll call it the Ukraine aid package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's kick it through. Yeah, hey, Lockheed, you got that, right? You got that $3 billion? Yeah. Cool. You're going to give me some money for my campaign in the fall? All right, got it. It's fucking I hate I hate again, I hate everybody. Politicians being the most, I would say. I, I, I probably hate politicians the most out of all people, but they're the worst. Yeah. I got no time for them. Um, well, right before, before we wrap this up, we got a, uh, we got a question to answer. Um, it's the same day for us, but I realized we didn't do it on the last episode because we were basically just a golf podcast on the last episode. Um, but so the last episode that you and I actually sat down for, which was two episodes ago in the fucking release thing, we ended on a question 
of which celebrity's house would you want to own? I completely I, forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I figured um, we would answer that and then we can wrap this up and then we can, we can get on with the broken pieces of our lives. <laughs> Fuck, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I would have like actually like researched and whatever. Um, well, an easy one's Tiger Woods. He's got like fucking three or four holes in his backyard. Yeah, and the guy is fucking beyond loaded. But I'm, I'm sure the nine iron probably isn't in the house. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure if you open a drawer, you can find Ambien wherever you need it. <laughs> it's got to be just like fucking everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. I don't know. Who do I like? trying to think of like someone who would actually be like interesting though like who would have like interesting shit yeah so to be fair i was gonna go with tiger um but now i'm gonna pivot i'm trying to pivot yeah, i mean tiger would be number one that's an easy one like him and him and jordan that'd be easy because yeah you know jordan probably has a smoking lounge in his house yep um tiger again tiger's got the golf out back Actually, is it Jim Nance that has like um he's got a mini version of Andy lives right on Pebble Beach, so that would yep. be one. Jim Nance would be a good house. He was another one that I thought of. <clears throat> yeah, I'm um, trying to think of like an actual celebrity though that's like who would be like super like who do I like? Because I I don't know. I'm like trying to think of like celebrities I like. Yeah. Like I would want their house and like any narcissistic tendencies about themselves that they had <laughs> just pictures of themselves plastered all over the wall. Yeah. So if you're new joining us here, a couple episodes ago, we talked about how Adele bought Sylvester Stallone's house and Stallone had statues of himself as Rocky uh, all over the house and had like Rocky memor memorabilia, like the, the fake title belt uh, that he won from Apollo Creed um, all over the house. So we were talking about like, well, if we had the ability to buy a celebrity's house, which one would it be? So naturally, you know, also the first thing I thought of was Tiger, which I think it was Colorado golf blog posted a picture today. It was either today or yesterday of Tiger's actual house. And it's fucking wild. He has two pools. Um, he's also got like three houses on like one plot of land and he's got the three holes in the backyard too. Um, yeah, so the first two I thought of were Tiger and Jim Nance. Um, but I'm trying to think of like, I don't think I would want Tom Cruise's house. He definitely has some weird shit in his house because he's like yeah, into that like, like weird talking. Scientology shit. Um, maybe one, well, see, this is another one too. Like Johnny Depp would be kind of cool, but like at one point in time, he had 17 houses. So that's not like good to like get all the shit. You know what I mean? Like if he had like pirates of the Caribbean shit, it might've been like spread out between the 17 houses. So it's not like there's this one house that's just full of shit from like Jack Sparrow or like Edward Scissorhands or fucking whatever. Um, I need to like, remember from like MTV cribs, like who had the coolest shit. Shaq's house was pretty cool. Shaq's house was sick. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. Well, I'm kind of, I'm trying to rip through, um, like people's houses, but like, they're just talking about them, like being nice and shit. Vince McMahon. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. He's just got a ranch. He lives in a fucking ranch in the middle of Texas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tim, Tim Thomas's fucking bunker. What Tim, Tim Thomas's bunker in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Vince McMahon would have a lot of really cool shit at his house. Like he would have a lot of like, like one of Ric Flair's like original robes or like the original WWF, like world heavyweight title belt. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's got to have some really cool shit at his house. He's yeah. That's a, that's actually good. Cause I'm like, like stone cold would be a good one. Cause again, he'd have some weird shit, but like, <laughs> Again, he's just like a regular dude. He just like, has a bunch of empty beer cans crushed everywhere. He just yeah, doesn't like, pick them up. Like, like the smoking skull belt has to be at his house. Oh, you know who probably has fucking weird ass stuff is Mankind. Oh, Mick yeah, Foley. absolutely. Mick Foley's house has got to be a fucking trip. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Zach Galifianakis, I bet you he's got a wild house. Charlie Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's some celebrities that are like, like Bradley Cooper, like I bet you Bradley Cooper has like a cool house, but only just because it's really nice. Yeah, that's, like, well, that's what like a lot of that shit was. It was just like expensive houses, but like yeah, like, I I'm talking about like it. cool shit in it, like a fucking like, Rocky statue by the edge of the pool. <laughs> it's like I hate a Rod, but um, like the fact that there's a painting of him as a centaur in the house, <laughs> <laughs> like like that's hysterical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet you Al Pacino would be a good one. He's probably got some wild yeah. stuff because of, of the famous movies he's been. Yeah, in. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro probably yeah. have some cool shit. He's probably got the taxi. Yeah, or Scorsese. <laughs> yeah, Scorsese. That's a good one. He's got like a bunch of random props. Yeah, Tarantino. I bet you Tarantino has a. Tarantino probably has like the coolest fucking. He's probably. You know what though. He strikes me as the guy. He either has all of the fucking shit from all of his movies, or he lives in like an eleven hundred square foot house that's like minimal. I mean, he's he strikes me as one of those guys. It's like either or. He's got this like massive super mansion with all the shit from all of his movies, or he's like an, a minimalist. Yeah. <laughs> but I bet you, Tarant. I might go with Tarantino. I bet you he's got. He, I. That would be a cool house if he has the shit from his movies. They got to. I mean, they, they, I know they also have like tons of houses. Yeah. 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 Huh. Yeah. Pacino. Al Pacino, Tiger Woods. Al Snow. <laughs> he just has like a bunch of fucking heads around the house and left hand stapled to the wall <laughs> they all just say help me <laughs> <laughs> who was the uh the iron sheik Man, i bet i bet he's got a weird house weirdo. yeah 
Hulk Hogan probably had a cool house before he fucking lost all of his money. Sting. Yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Farouk and Bradshaw. <laughs> you think they live together? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. Bradshaw is a politician now. I think uh, he might. He I think he's like a man. mayor of a town or something in Texas or wherever the fuck he's from. Yeah, it was, well, it's he probably is because he's a fucking stiff. What was his name? Jim Bradshaw. John. John Bradshaw. John Bradshaw Layfield. He started going by JBL at one point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of wrestlers, though, I saw a picture of fucking Dave Batista. Yeah. Wow. Whatever that guy's on, give me some. <laughs> that dude fucking shredded out of his mind. Like, nuts. So Bradshaw is currently a financial commentator who is featured regularly on Fox News. You don't say. Wow. <laughs> He's 55. Yeah, I mean, dude, he was rest like he hasn't wrestled in probably 15 years. Yeah. Huh. He made his debut in 1992. Yeah, he retired in 2009. Played it played football at Abilene Christian. I don't know what happened to my algorithm, but now fucking a ton of fucking old wrestling videos are popping up. It's actually not awful. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Look at that. He's a fucking financial commentator on Fox News. Imagine getting your financial advice from Bradshaw. Uh, I can't actually. Be like, is this the fee for the acolyte protection agency? Like, saying, like, dude, didn't I watch you lose to Rey Mysterio one time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like see, I pull up Instagram and Kane is fucking putting uh the jumper cables on Sh- Shane McMahon's balls right now. <laughs> Pretty good. This yeah. is when Kane like really lost his shit. Cause he had like the unmasking thing and like just went fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Attaching it to a car battery. Now this is funny. I don't know what year this was. Probably 2004. Maybe. Ah, uh, later than that. What? When you got unmasked? Yeah. I feel like it was like 08, 09 ish. No, I wasn't watching then. Because he also lit JR on fire. Kane unmasked. Yeah, yeah 2003. Yeah, there we go. Hmm. Oh, no. That was close. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you want to wrap this up? Yeah, we can wrap this up. So 
Michaela was nice enough to download it for me, but I am interested in the new Phil book. Now, I didn't think I was going to be interested in the new Phil book, but I am. And the big thing, obviously, like all the Saudi Arabia stuff, like this came out as a result of the book because Alan Shipnock, who wrote the book, kind of released what Phil said about Saudi Arabia and some the PJ tour and all that shit. So I think it's safe to say he's fucking suspended at this point. Yeah. So all that came from that. And I was listening to a podcast with Alan Chipnuck and four of the people guys. So the reason I want to actually, I'm going to listen to the book. I don't have fucking enough time to read. Like, like, you know, I can read fast and I can crank them out. I just don't have any fucking time to read. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to listen to it. And that's only like a very, very, very small part of the book. And Alan Shipnock's even saying, because Phil called him like right around Thanksgiving. He goes, I wish he never fucking called because Phil wouldn't be in trouble and I wouldn't have got the heat that I got. He goes, he called me out of the blue because it's not an autobiography. It's just a biography. So like Phil didn't write this book. Alan Shipnock did. Right. So Phil called him like out of the blue, out of nowhere and just started going off and off and off. And this was like Thanksgiving. Alan Shipnock said, the, he goes, the book was written. He's like, I already wrote the book. It was due December 1st. Yeah. And then he called with this stuff. So I'm like, fuck, well, it's like, all right, well, I got to fucking work away in now. So it actually has very little to do with anything like regarding that. And it has way more to do with how much of a fucking piece of shit this guy is. <laughs> both, like both in turn, like, so obviously there's some shady shit. Like he's got nailed for insider trading, like the gambling losses that's coming out. Right. Um, it's being rumored that him and bone split up because he wasn't paying him anymore. Um, shit like that. Yeah. But even like going back to like when he was an amateur, they were saying at the U S am the year that he won match play first match first. I think it's the first or whatever. Phil has four feet for birdie. This other guy's got 40 feet for par. And he's like taking his time, lining up the putt, walking it off, whatever. Phil goes, fuck it. That's good. The 40 footer. Good. Goes up and just buries the four foot birdie putt. And they just like wreck the guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was just like, you're taking too fucking long. I'm just going to fucking beat you now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested in more stories like that, where just like how much of a dickhead he really was. Yeah. Like, especially on the course, like, dude, like, I understand, like, you know, you're not paying people. He's like, dude, like, he's financially, he's a disaster. So, right. Like, there's going to be a lot in there, but like, I want to know the stuff, like, even before, like, before he really got into that shit. Like, how much of a dickhead was he? That's what I'm interested to see. So, yeah. I'll be listening to that probably through this week. We'll see. All right. How long is it? Was it like eight 10, hours? 12? Oh, eight hours. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, I figure if it's a day that I so a day I drive to and from work and to and from the golf course. That's like an hour and a half in the car. Yeah. So I might be able to do it in a week. Yeah. 
I got a tournament tomorrow too. So that adds another hour and a half of driving. Yeah. All right. Well, let me know. I might download. Is it on audible? Yeah. Yeah. I might just get it on audible and add it to my library. All right. Well, uh, my final thought is uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, Amy and I went to go see it uh, last week. Um, have you seen it yet? Have not. So I'm not going to, either way, I wasn't going to get into like much, a lot of spoilers anyway. Um, so no real spoiler alerts here, but <clears throat> it um, kind of fell flat. A little bit. Um, it's not often that I feel like I would ever say this, but I felt like it needed to be a little bit longer to like explain some shit. Like there was a lot of things that were like touched on and glossed over. So the hour, the the movie itself was two hours and six minutes long, which is short um, for Marvel movies recently, right? Like. Uh, Infinity War and Endgame were both like three hours. Um, even going way back, I think Civil War, Captain America Civil War was like two and a half hours. Like there's been plenty of movies that have come out in the Marvel, like the MCU, that have been two and a half to three hours. And this clocked in at like barely two hours. Like again, it's two hours and six minutes. Um there was just a lot going on and I feel like there wasn't enough time to like actually get into any of it. It was like, here's this plot point. We're going to spend like 15 to 25 minutes on it, but now we have to go to this next point and like, Oh, here's some like little cameos that we're not going to mention ever again. And then like some, it's like, I don't know. It was a lot. It was a lot. And uh, it fell a little flat for me. So come to find out, I read a couple reviews or I read a little bit about it. And it turns out that when they started filming the movie, like when, when legitimately like day one of filming began, the ending hadn't been written yet. So they were quite literally filming a movie with no ending. So I don't know where in the process, like the, the article didn't say where it, for all I know, it could have been day two, they have the ending done. And then like the whole point is moot, but in the article, they said watching the movie feels like it's a movie that started when the, the director didn't know what the ending was. And I was like, yes, that is exactly what it feels like. It felt like a movie that started out, being like, all right, we're just going to like start doing shit and then like, we'll figure it out. And like maybe 25 to 50% of the way in, they were like, all right, cool. We have an ending now. Let's get towards that ending. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really all I have to say. Like I said, I'm not going to get into like any of like the, the details or plot lines or anything. It's all, it hasn't even been out for a month yet. I think it's only been three weeks. Yeah. I think um, it came up a sixth. Yeah. So just just as a FYI, don't don't go in with high expectations, um, which is weird, right? Because we've talked about on the show before, too, like going into the Eternals, which the Eternals wasn't wasn't awesome. It was fine. Um, but even like Shang-Chi, 
I went into all those movies with like super low expectations and Shang-Chi absolutely blew them out of the fucking water. And then this movie, I go in with high expectations and it was a major letdown. Didn't even come close, yeah. It was a major fucking letdown. So I don't know. I don't know. I'll wait for it to come out on Disney Plus. Yeah. I don't know how long that'll take, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know times anymore. It used to be, it used to be like four or five months, but now, now with all kinds of like, you know, the post no, fucking COVID quicker, world, no. it's like a month, a month or two. I mean, yeah, I think someone leaked maybe June twenty second, which if that's the case, then I'm just looking at it. it's like Memorial Day weekend, then a weekend, then I got a wedding, then we got the U.S. Open. Then I don't know what's after that. By the end, by the time we get there, it's the end of June. It's like oh shit, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. So just a heads up. <clears throat> Don't go in with high expectations because it's kind of a, a weird movie. It's a little disjointed and there's not a lot of I kind of not surprised by yeah. that all based on like the premise of it and everything. Yeah. So I mean this isn't a spoiler either. Obviously, Wanda is in it. Like they should they've released like a million fucking trailers. Yes. Um and it was just more of a letdown because WandaVision ended up being pretty good. And, you know, like I said, I, I don't want to give anything away, but it's just, it wasn't that good. It was uh, probably, I'd probably put it on par with like the Eternals where like it was okay. I might even, no, I don't know. It's been too long since I've seen it. I was gonna, I was gonna make an outlandish claim and say I like the Eternals better, um, but I don't know for sure because I haven't seen the Eternals since it came out. So, and I wasn't a fan of that when it came out either. So, yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah. <clears throat> so, well, that is gonna do it for us. Uh, if you're on YouTube, make sure you give us a thumbs up, like, rate, review, subscribe, tell everybody you know about the show. Uh, you go to mybookie.com, use the promo code SarcasmPod when you sign up to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks over there. Make get all your bets in. Uh, whatever you're betting on this weekend. I think the Celtics might still be playing when this comes out on Thursday. I don't know. They'll probably lose to the Heat by then. Uh, the Bruins are certainly out, but if you want to keep betting on golf and hockey and basketball, go to mybookie.com. Again, promo code SarcasmPod doubles your first deposit. Uh, also go to grillyourassoff.com. Uh, use the promo code SarcasmPod, same one. I'll uh, get you 15% off your entire order every single time you check out. Uh, and then you can get us on Instagram at SarcasmSpeaksPod. Uh, Twitter is Sarcasm underscore Speaks. The Facebook is Sarcasm Speaks. The website, SarcasmSpeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch, tell everybody about the show. And uh, until next time, good night, everybody.